This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello, good evening and welcome to My Wednesday, a new uh, podcast from the Wednesday week where each week we will be talking to uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans who have interesting stories, uh, things to say about the club and their love of everything Sheffield Wednesday. Um, As you have probably picked up already, you'll know my name, Um, I'm Stevie Spence, you'll know my voice, I'm the guy that talks and pontificates about Liam Palmer and Darren Moore to uh, great degrees on a weekly basis, but uh, this week you'll find me sitting behind the host seat, or in the host seat if you like, and I am delighted to welcome onto my very first, uh, my Wednesday, Simon Clark. Evening, Simon. Hi, Steve. You okay? Brilliant intro, mate. Well done. Yeah, at no point behind the scenes or off-air have we talked about how nervous I am about doing that link. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it, nailed it. it. Once we get over it, we get over it. So if anybody's listening, we can fast forward through that bit. And I feel nice and comfortable now. So away we go. Um, okay. Uh, as you'll be aware, the premise of uh, the next sort of 20, 30 minutes or so is just to have a bit of a natter and get a bit of a feel mm. about why we both love Sheffield Wednesday and the sort of the history, why Wednesday and um, what it is that's brought us to have that sort of common interest in, in the club. Um, for those of us that, uh, or for those people that are listening that might not know who you are, do you want to give us a quick intro as to your sort of background, uh, where you're based? Obviously, people listening uh, might recognise there's a certain twang in your in your accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not quite South Yorkshire. Um, yeah, born and born and bred Cardiff, um, and been a Wednesday fan since '93. Um, obvious reasons is, you know, it's a hotbed of Wednesday fans down here in South Wales. Um, we'll come on to that after. But yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I love my football, love my sport, love my rugby and grew up playing football. Um, my first game I went to was the 1991 Welsh Cup final, Cardiff City versus Rill at the Old Arms Park. Some call it more magical than Disney. Um, but that was my first kind of live introduction. Um and I, I it's a kind of 
played around with a few teams until then, until the 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 two cup finals in '93, and I was eight, and I vividly remember watching the League Cup final to start with, and obviously we we got beat, and I thought, oh, this this Sheffield Wednesday team are pretty good. They're always in cup finals. They must be awesome. Um, <laughs> FA Cup final got beat, um, and I went, do you know what? That's such a shame. I, I reckon they're not far off. So started supporting them, and I haven't been able to shake them since. Um, so it's I always use the League Cup final as kind of the anniversary. So just just had my thirty year anniversary, um, and my God, uh, I had hair, a bit like you probably. You know, it was lots uh, of hair until I started supporting Wednesday. But um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where it all started, really. It's incredible to think that you you know you go back to those that sort of genesis of your fandom, and we've had two cup finals in '93, uh, and they were both against Arsenal. And it could have gone the other way. You could have ended up being a, a bit of a gooner, to be honest with you. You've come down on the blue and white side. Then I know, I know, and and a couple of my pals are all Arsenal fans, and um, they do say that they do say that, and then I quickly flip it round and go, "Just be glad you won, boys. Just be glad you won, because you could have been on my side." <laughs> So, as a, as a kid, sort of growing up in Cardiff, did you um, get many, much op- many opportunities to to get yourself up to Sheffield? What was the the, the first sort of pilgrimage you like getting up here? What was, what was so? That? Yeah, the first, I, super lucky with my my parents at the time. I say at the time they're still my parents now, and um, my father big into his sports, so he was very much uh, right. Where do we need to go? And um, we went up. The first time I went up was the summer of 94. So my, my mother's from Scunthorpe. My grandparents did in Scunthorpe. So not a million miles away. And we'd go over in the summer holidays, go to the old shop under the um, under the grandstand was like my first experience. And um, I think, yeah, I think it was then. Yeah. And I, and I always remember Andy Sinton walking out of um, of the grandstand and my mother my mother going, is that a player? Is that a player? I was like, oh my God, oh my God don't, don't do that. So she made me go over and I got a photo with Andy Sinton tucked away somewhere. And I went in, and when I went in to typical kids, like I know your your, your Molly's into it now, which is great. And, and my boy Reg will be the same, whether he likes it or not, <laughs> is you go in and get the kit. So I had my first kit that year. And Chris Bart Williams was my first, the first kind of player for me who I was like, right, that's it. He's my favourite player. And I went in and they had the shirts for the weekend behind the the desk and um he said oh, you want you want Bart Williams bearing in mind I was I was nine at this point and um they said oh yeah bit of a problem like he has like a double XL to get Bart Williams on his back I mean he was never exactly a big lad was he but um so what the kids are having is Bartman so I was oh yeah right there we are Bartman get it on there number 14 do it um so that was amazing and the first game I went to was the was the Tottenham game was Klinsman's for the, the, the infamous Klinsman dive in first game, and that was my first ever game up um, up at Hillsborough. Again, my father took me, and uh, that one, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you watch the World Cup, and you kind of think, God, there's some players there, and suddenly you're in this environment, which is, you know, for me at the time, it was miles and miles and miles away from home. Um, and I never, genuinely, I've never looked back. Never, never, never look back. And I, I don't know why. People ask me all the time, you know, I, I was going to say I'm famous around here. I'm not famous at all. That's totally the wrong phrase. But as you could imagine, there's not that many Wednesday fans around Cardiff and Panath. So 
you know, people know me as the Wednesday fan, and any they all, they keep an eye out for the results, which is nice. So there's almost uh, we've got we've got like uh, a group of Wednesdays by default, um, which is nice. So thirty years on, yeah. What, what, what really. was so, so as a as a kid, sort of ninety three, ninety four. I don't know. I mean, I've I've got a recollection of Chris Bart Williams. Um, we went through a phase, didn't we, where initially they they talk about having the names on the back. And you pay by the letter, and then we'd we'd, we'd have that phase where you could just there was it was almost like a registration plate that you put on the back of the shirt. Exactly, full name across it would obviously would have saved a little bit of money. But um, we talked about a couple of players there, um, Bart Williams and Sinton. I mean, we we can argue whether or not we think that Andy Sinton was any sort of a player for us when you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I know. Is he a player? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Who was, who was in that sort of formative phase? And who were some of the more sort of memorable, other than those two, the memorable players that you you sort of your heart back and look at? Well, I mean, I, I, there's quite a few that from that kind of generation. But I'll start at the top because it can only go one way. Then I will fight anyone in this world if they disagree that Kevin Pressman should ever have played for England. I mean, for, he was unbelievable. He was my, you know. I'm sure you know, listeners will know, Sully Colts under-11s players player and manager's player of the year in goals, and he was my idol. Um, that penalty against Wolves is just, yeah. like, amazing. So he, for me, was just um, just the best. And I think you look at you look at the defence. I mean, you look at... I'm not going to go the whole compare the side we've got now compared to them at all, but you kind of look at back, the back four we had then, the likes of Peter Atherton, Ian Nolan, um, Des Walker, um, Dan Petrescu was there at the time as well, you know, and um, and then of course being Welsh, Pembridge, Mark Pembridge as well. So I, I went I went to Mark Pembridge's testimonial at Merthyr Tidville at Penadaran Park, just the most random thing ever. I was poorly one day in school. My old man said, "Right, he's having his testimonial up the road in Penadaran Park. Let's get up there." Oh yeah, right, Dad, yeah. I can't remember what year it was, but I was still in, I was 10 or 11, something like that. So Pembridge was a big thing for me at any time, you know, which is why I loved it when Will Vogue signed now, you know, any, any, any Welsh player that signs for Wednesday, right. He's, he's immediately my favourite, but we had a, you know, we had a great side then, didn't we? You know, it was a lot of, with the likes of Paul Warhurst, David Hurst, obviously Waddle. I remember random players like Graham Hyde and like Andy, Andy, uh, Andy Pierce and, um, uh, Lee, uh, Lee Briscoe, you know, and just Andy Booth, uh, Gordon Watson. I mean, he's not random, but yeah, just just a really, just a really interesting side. And I, I don't know if this is just me being weird and why maybe the Wednesday bit, but then the likes of like Orlando Trustful, Nic- Nicholas Alexanderson, um, you know, these sorts of players coming in. And I'm like, who even are they? How do you even remember them? Like, what is going on? And I, and I always remember Vim Yonk. I had Vim, the, the orange away shirt with Vim Yonk on number four on the back because I just thought, hang on a minute, how have we just signed this Dutch international who was like class at the World Cup? This is brilliant. This is amazing. So, yeah, we just have these random kind of connections and associations, don't we, really? And, and the, 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 the Vim Yonk one was absolutely incredible because I can remember as a kid, I used to buy all the football magazines. Yeah. You get to see the, 94, 95, and I, I, I can I'm sure it was around about that era. There was a poster on a magazine called 90 Minutes, and yeah, was, 90 Minutes in, in Milan, I think it was. They had a feature where they'd have a poster and a what but the blurb. And um, 
the, the main thing at the time was, uh, it must have been earlier than 95 actually, um, the main image at the time that I, that, that I can remember is him and Dennis Bergkamp. And at that point, Dennis Bergkamp had just blown up. It was around yeah. about time for Arsenal, I'm sure it was. And then his best mate pitched up at Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> What the, how the bloody hell have we done this? So we went through that phase. You've mentioned some names there, you know, Petrescu, international yeah. star, Wes Walker, you know. Um, going back to some of the other names that you'd think that are a little bit more obscure, obviously, whether people think uh, it's, it's a good feature or a bad feature at the moment on the podcast, we're doing a lot of um, nostalgic looking back on players in, from years yeah. gone back. And it's incredible to think how many games Mark Pembridge actually played for Trippier Wednesday. I know. James Gray and Hyde played. They're, they're, they're so far up in terms of the, the premiership games that they played. And it, you know, when, when you come out of the, the mid nine or the early 90s, the sort of 93 phase, when we had that, that sort of midfield of Bar Williams, we had Palmer, we had Sheridan. Mm. Coming out of it the other side, we do respect to these players that we look back on now that were really, really fondly. They didn't win a cup. And they didn't get yeah. to work with us. And you kind of felt, me being a little bit older, it might have been a bit different than, you know, than it might have been for you just coming into it. But I was, I was sort of, I was still at school, but, you know, coming towards the end of my time. And I was thinking, God, I remember when Sheridan was putting it in the top corner. I remember when David Hurst was smashing him in and, yeah. you know, sort of players. But I think we were spoiled in the early 90s. And we've said this a lot. You know, we were we were really spoiled with those cup runs. We were really spoiled with the the level of talent that we had in 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 that squad. And I think, you know, we we, we needed to be careful what we wished for in in many yeah. cases. I think there was a, I think it was one of the recent pods you did you guys did. I, I, I can't remember which one. Apologies, but talk about Waddle. Waddle came up at the end of his his Wednesday career, and he was there just as I was getting into it. And so I I don't remember. I remember that Chris Waddle played for Sheffield Wednesday. I don't remember him playing. I don't remember that game he had. I don't. I think it was against Villa or West Ham. Um, West. West Ham. Yeah, I I don't remember that. I know it's a thing. So coming in at ninety three, and the Arsenal games, you know, ninety one wasn't a it wasn't a thing for me then, which is which is interesting. And I only picked that up a number of years later, reading books or following up and having conversations going, oh, yeah, we did win a cup, actually. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's interesting. I was watching blooming real Cardiff City in the Welsh <laughs> FA Cup final that year at the Old Arms Park. It's just, it's a bit different. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, and I, and, and, and people always ask me, you know, but you're a Cardiff boy, do you not follow Cardiff City? You know, is that is that something? And, yeah, I grew up going to watch City and my father follows City and, and, and what have you. And they I I would class myself as one of those really annoying people that does have kind of two teams, Wednesday by far, but I have got a very, very, very soft spot for Cardiff as well. Um, I don't at the minute, obviously, where they took McGuinness back. I mean, I've just been them all off. Like, I, I, I've sent a few letters to the boys. <laughs> my, my name down at the Cardiff City Stadium is Mud, as we speak, but that's fine. Um, and I think I can't remember. I think it was the first time we played each other in the championship, whether it was it 06 or 07, something like that. And Wednesday won. And I vividly remember I was at the rugby club and I was following the scores and I was happier that Wednesday won that I was bothered that Cardiff lost. And it was like, oh, if there was any doubt before, like 100% Wednesday are without doubt my first team, without doubt. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, you know, we 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 found our club. Where it's '93, we're in that sort of Premiership era. Um, if you're anything like me, you'd be. You, you talked about going up to the club shop. 
what were some of the most iconic football shirts, uh, you know, Sheffield Wednesday shirts of your childhood? Um, what, what's the one that sticks out? Because it, it's interesting. Oh, to now we're talking. <laughs> Again, I I was so lucky, like, with my parents. I, I had a couple of kits and I, I think... Oh, I'm not. I'm trying not to do that really annoying thing where I'm like going over in my head. I'm just going to nail my colours to the mast. I'll go one outfield and one one keeper kit. <laughs> like the the orange away kit for me was uh, the black and white striped socks. It was ridiculous. Whoever thought that would be acceptable in a product <laughs> meeting? Like I'm just like well, boys. What are you doing? At the same time, it's the best thing ever. And I am desperate to get that shirt back. Again, I'm so annoyed because this whole classic kits thing is obviously coming back now, isn't it? And everyone loves it. And don't get me wrong, not that I expect an 11-year-old shirt to fit me now at a slightly (laughs) larger size, but I wish I'd kept them all. Um, But then the, so the orange away kit for me was definitely one of them. And I think any of the keeper kits, I mean, I I sent you a couple of photos earlier, didn't I? And um, that just a plain yellow one with the round neck, uh, what would that have been? Sort of 97, 98, something like that. Mm-hmm. That for me, I started really getting into playing football as well then and being in goals and being a Kev Pressman fan. That's the one for me that I remember. But then you can't go wrong with the ones before it, can you? Those ridiculous yellow and black and blue and the, the grey and the black and that horrifically brilliant purple and green and whatever other colours. It looks like Elmer's like chucked himself at a football shirt. Like so those the goalkeeper those three kind of goalkeeper kits and that orange away shirt for me, I think you can't really go wrong, can you? Yeah. You see, I, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit like you. There's only with, with due respect to, to Sheffield Wednesday, there's only so much you can do with a blue and white stripe. So my, <laughs> yeah. my, my kits, the kits that I tend to go for are the away kits. And the two standouts for me, my my two favourite kits of all time. Um, and this is my hill to die on. The the number one, the Grayfin looks from the late eighties with the oh purple. yeah, That's, yeah, nice. If um, and I, again, I don't know when this is going out, but if it goes out in time for us to be winning a league, uh, the last game of the season, um, we're at Derby County and they're doing a guard of honour. I will be wearing a grey fin look shirt, oh, amazing, one hundred percent. And the other one. It's the one from the year after the green and white hoops. So they're my they're yeah. my two favourite shirts. I think they're you know they stood the test of time. Um, at the time, people thought they were a little bit garish, I suppose. But like you, know, the, the the classic and the retro stuff that comes back. Give me a, a decent retro shirt like that over some of the new stuff any day of the week. To be honest with you, I imagine as you say, but back then they would have been so far away from the norm or what's expected of a traditional football shirt. They're bringing them out and going, what are they all about? Who the traditionalists would have gone, nah, you're all right. And I love yeah. the fact you've gone, nope, I'm embracing that. That is superb. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. Because you've, you, you've got the hat. Is it the green, the green and um, white, yeah. white, the bubble hat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Those, those sort of, those colours, those here, that, that, that sort of not heart back to that era is, is the stuff that really resonates with me. Possibly because that's when I first started getting into football and, you know, you've got those memories of being a kid and going onto the cop. I mean, you talked about Tottenham being your first game. My first yeah. game was 86, um, Liverpool okay. between Christmas and New Year. It was Liverpool at home in 86. Um, we were on the on the south and we, 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 we ended up losing late 1-0. 
Um, but I was caught, but, and I'd had it. That was me. I've, I've never been in a, a, an, an arena or an environment where there were so many people in one spot, and you just go out. And as a kid, I was, you know, I, I don't think I was ten at the time. It was the noise and all these people and just everything that was all about it was something that I'd, I'd never experienced before. And as as soon as we walked out, got in the car, I looked at each other, me and my sister, kind of went, "You need to do that again." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, I, I, and I really. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, sorry. You say that was it. That's that's it. That's that was my memory of, of sort of getting the book. So those 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 um, kind of comments about the noise and the atmosphere. But I'd love to get onto that in a minute. But just how, like how did you get into it? So you mentioned obviously you went with your sister as well. I know you still go yeah. now together, which is wicked. So what was the was it a family thing or how, how did how did you get into that first game against Liverpool? So. Um, Essentially, I'll, I'll, I'll drop a little one in here. Um, I was a swimmer before I was a football fan. Okay. Um, and back in the day, there was no such thing as Sky. You didn't get the, the whole TV sort of thing. And I was on my way to a gala, a swimming gala, yeah. in 1986. <laughs> and um, on the radio, it was the FA Cup final. It was Liverpool-Leverton. Right, uh, okay. I'm not from a footballing background. I'm not from a sporting background. My dad was a boxer. Uh, my mum had oh, no right. interest. But we had a, a family member um, who was a huge Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, and he'd go to the games all the time, but I was too young to understand where he was going. Disappear on a Saturday yeah, afternoon. Okay. And you're just a kid sort of thing. Um, I'd listened to the, the, the FA Cup final and had become a little bit of a fanboy for, for Liverpool. And um, then they signed John Barnes and that was it. Um, but in between that, sort of late 86, um, knowing that Liverpool were coming to Sheffield, I wanted yeah. to go... And over time, over the next sort of six months or so, um, 18 months, whatever it may have been, I started going to Sheffield Wednesday more than I did Liverpool. And I had no uh, real okay. it's Liverpool. And it was just, it bled into me. So from the age of about 11, 12 years old, I was an absolute Sheffield Wednesday fan. But, Maybe. you know, in the, in, in the time before that, I just wanted to get into football, wanted to experience it, wanted to know what was going on. But we, it kind of evolved from there and got season tickets in the, round about the time you'd started watching, be around about the yeah, time okay. I got, my season tickets but as a player I didn't play myself I didn't manage to get to the games in the, the sort of the 2000s so I missed I'd missed being on the the cop or the south or the north for a lot of the the shit times when you know in the championship yeah. and going down it's only latterly in the last few years that I've been able to get there regularly um, because of my own commitments but you know it's it's a different phase in my life now um, it's something I really enjoy and obviously anybody listening now will know that my sort of my my Saturdays, my days, my weeks are, are built around spending time with my daughters and my friends, uh, yeah. chasing 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 this dream that one one day Sheffield Wednesday back in the Premier League and uh, my, I'll, we'll be around to see it and my kids will be going to the games like uh, like we did as kids. So yeah, it's been it's it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> and, you, and you've got that man over your right shoulder to thank for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Was he, was so, he playing that day? Was he playing that game? Oh, no. They, yeah, he's, 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 he's up there. It's, it's weird. I have a footballing sort of a, a list of footballers that I hold really dear to, to my, my heart for, for various yeah. reasons. He's on there. Thierry Henry's on there. But the rest of them okay. are models, your walkers. Um <laughs> Liam Palm, <laughs> just for longevity. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, David Hurst, uh, the first player that I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember, Daly and Atkinson. You yeah, know, okay. Terry, um, those sort of, those periods were, you know, the, 
the glory days, if you like, of of going back into the early nineties were were absolutely phenomenal for me. So, you know, that's, brilliant! That's, uh, such a great story. Do you get do you do you get the chance to tell that story much? Like um, no, I, I, I was without without name dropping. I, I was in the program for one of the games earlier on this season. I, I did a oh, feature, cool. program, but I've. I've not really told that story too much before, so it's it's a bit yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's what it's about. It is, um, but I, you know, I've got loads of. Obviously, I get there a lot more frequently than I imagine than you do. I've got loads of games that I consider <laughs> really memorable games. What would you say is your most memorable game as a fan? Uh, in general, or sort of home, or away, or just a bit of everything, really. The, the one that sticks out. If I were to, you, you've nailed the colours to the mask with a kit. So right. The game that you'll always go back to and say this was a game that I saw on TV that changed things up, or we won something, or whatever it may be. What's 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 the game that sticks out for you the most? You know what? I, I, again, probably like you, there's half a dozen I could think of right now that that were great for various reasons. But the Brighton semi-final in the in the playoffs, like I was with my old man, my me, me and my old man went up, and we we're in the in the um, in the south at the top, and I'm. Whatever people think about torches and and, and and all that and during a game, you know, we're not going to get into that now. But when Kieran Lee scored that second goal, and then the light, the whole place just lit up, and some of those photos and the atmosphere and just this feeling around it's it, 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 a bit like now, nah, isn't it? You know, if you you don't know if you weren't there, it's there was just this feeling of oh right. We're actually really good at football, and there's the best part of thirty-five thousand people here who all feel the same thing. And I remember my dad, my old man. You know, he's uh, sixty-five. He's a uh, forty years a criminal defence lawyer. Built his own company. You know, he's rugby through and through. And he just went, "Yeah, this is pretty special, isn't it? This there's something special about this." And yeah, I think again, we could I, I could give. Couple of things, couple of great experiences, but that that that's the one. I mean, the playoff final was great. We all talk about it, even though we lost. Like it was mega to be there. Wednesday fans in great voice. It was just ridiculous. We were so lucky to be in the the kind of almost a halfway line, so you could just you could look at the blue and white one side, and then the red seats on the other side. <laughs> and it was let it go, Simon. Let it go. Let it go. It's all right. It's gone. Um, that was great. Though I I I was talking again, talking to my wife on the way down, um, on the way down, on the way up the stairs, really. Um, Macclesfield away in the cup, twenty fourteen. You know, dragged my best pal up there. He's like, "What are we doing here? What's going on?" <laughs> Absolutely freezing, just the worst conditions. Got there, couldn't find a pub. The only pub we could find was full of Wednesdayites. Couldn't get a drink. Went outside. There's a bargain booze just down the road. Even the police are saying. Go get a couple of cans, lads. Take them outside the, the pub. And you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Obviously, nil-nil. Four and a half hours up there. Four and a half hours back. Just what are we thinking? Burnley as well. I went, the, the, what was it, 2015? Yeah, Burnley away. I went up on my own. Five hours up there. I literally walked into Turf Moor at three o'clock. Bang on. Walked in. Went to the toilet. Walked down the stairs. One nil down. We've got Wednesday fans fighting each other. Couldn't get a programme, lovely programmes. Couldn't get a pint. Absolutely horrendous. Five hours back, got beat 3-1. And it's like... Dreams are made of. <laughs> it's magical, isn't it? 
And of course, the one from the, you know, it is, it's just ridiculous. The one from this season, of course, we had a good few messages about um, Peterborough. I haven't had a Red Bull since. Like, <laughs> just getting in the car outside my house in Cardiff at two o'clock, going, oh, be all right. oh this would be a great story. It's not until you're in the car at 10 o'clock at night, having got beat 2 0, 10 men, absolutely drenched. You've had someone throw a pint all over you by mistake, but. You know, they've had a lovely time. You haven't. You've had four cans of Red Bull where you're sitting there questioning your life going, Peter was really far away from everywhere. And then at past two in the morning, I think we're probably sending messages back and forth on Twitter going, you've got back. That's right. Because well, you had to go to London as well. And we had a, we had a, who's done the most miles today then? And you went, oh yeah, you've nailed it. You've nailed that. Um, And of course people go, will you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, it's, I will. It's what the club does to you, isn't it? You know, this this is more about you than it is me. But I could I could list loads and loads of, you know, the similar sort of stories. Fleetwood last year, um, oh, yeah, being, yeah, okay. ended up getting rearranged, didn't it? And I ended up going all the way up on my own because my mate couldn't make it because he was working, and it just so happened that I I took the hit. I bought the tickets from. I actually got the tickets from Ash. Um, oh, right. You know what? I'm going with it, and I got in the car five o'clock, whatever time it was, I've sped up the, the, the motorway, I've pulled up, luckily you can park quite easily at Fleetwood, walk straight into the ground, it was like walking into a working men's club, because it literally is a sport and social that we've built on, you go through, you know, at the end of a street, you're walking in there, the social's still under the stand, they built a stand in front of the old stand, and you could literally, it's like standing behind, on, on, on an old terrace on a, on a non-league ground, it was absolutely incredible. Um, got in the car on the way back, thought I'm, I'm going to ring the wife and just explain that I'm on my way home. So I'm driving through, hits this roundabout, there's a couple of roundabouts going out of Fleetwood, hits this roundabout and just in the, at the corner of my eye, I can see these lights glaring and it's sort of half 10, quarter to 11. School night as well, I'm working the next day. Cool, yeah, that's the other thing. Blackpool Tower. <laughs> 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 so I'm looking at Blackpool Tower in the distance, thinking to myself, I've got to drive oh, no. to get home on a school night, on a Tuesday night. It's not even a Thursday, it's going to be Friday the next day. And then I'm straight back into work at sort of seven o'clock in the morning. It's just those, those, those evenings are the ones that live long in your memory, though, aren't they? They're the ones that you do it for. So. And do you know what? It's like, don't get me wrong, like you and everybody else, I am desperate to get out of this league. Like, I'm really desperate. But, I again, I'm so lucky. We've still got around me, we've got Bristol Rovers, Forest Green, Cheltenham. Um, and I think there's another one I can't quite remember. Like, a way to play, which I can get to easily. Yeah. And you've got a proper grounds, and it's good people. And I, because I, unsurprisingly, tend to go on my own quite a bit when I go away. Funny that, <laughs> and then I can't, I don't know, I can't drag anyone down with me. Um I do, I'm like really annoying person who goes, right, let's start making friends. And you just chat. To, I went down to Exeter and um, we just got chatting to a, a guy and his um, his lad. And he's like, oh, where are you from then? Oh, you're from Wales, are you? What are you doing here then? Oh, funny story. Are you sitting comfortably? Uh, and you get into it and it's like, brilliant. And you get to hear where they're from. And this lad's 11. He's got a bit like Molly, you know, he's got the hat, he's got the scarf, he's got his Exeter shirt on. Um, Gilling them away, chilling them away. My God, I like I've done it. I'm never going back to that place again. The amount of Wednesday fans bouncing up and down on that scaffolding. 
Jesus. Like, but hey, what a story. And you yeah. just do it, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. interested to ask, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Because um, there's another bit about that belonging and that atmosphere and that kind of together. So I'd love to chat about with you. But like Molly, obviously your daughter's getting into it now. And I'm hoping, you know, I've got a three and a half year old Reggie um, who I will support to do whatever he wants in his life. As long as he's a Wednesday fan, like he can do whatever <laughs> he wants. We'll never be disappointed, will he? Like <laughs> managing expectations. What was it for you? Like that, that connection, obviously for you and Molly, now she's playing as well. But that first experience, that first day where she went, dad, can I come, can I come watch Wednesday with you? Like, think, as a dad, what was that like? Yeah, it's incredible. And it's evolved from that, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm very much, I'm, I'm absolutely unapologetic for the, the, the fact that I spend my days with my little and, um, and our yeah. Saturday routines, absolutely. You know, Quite rightly. coffee in the morning, um, get her to a game. Um, she's absolutely convinced that she's going to be a pro footballer. Um, I'm absolutely convinced that she... Talk about managing your expectations. She first and foremost, she enjoys playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll get ourselves ready. We're we're around Kellen for a, um, a yes. beer or you know a bit of lunch or whatever, and then we're into the ground with, with with our friends sort of thing. But that's that's why we do it. That's you know we you can listen to sort of the the, the self help sort of stuff, and you can you can do all the reading and the research. And if you are looking at developing an organisation, looking at developing something. You always start with the why. It's that Sinex stuff, isn't it? You always start, what's your purpose? Absolutely. Um, for me, you know, you, you, you're looking at things that are happening in your life. Um, what what more do you want than to spend time with family and loved ones watching something that you're yeah. really, really passionate about? And that's where it's grown from. It was actually the other one. Um, okay. My other daughter was the, the Wednesday fan because she just wanted to spend time with me. So when we got season tickets. Oh, wow. I didn't realise that. Okay. Yeah, we got the ticket for the other one. But she started doing gymnastics to a really decent standard. So we just right. had this spare ticket. So one week we've just gone, right, Molly, do you want to come along and spend some time? She said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do not want to do that, Daddy. Um, Thanks for asking. Molly, yeah, but Molly, if you come along, I'll tell you what we'll do. And I'll tell you the first, the, the, probably the first memory of it um, from a nostalgic point of view. And anybody watching, listening, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll have sim- similar sort of sentiments. We parked up way down Peniston. So just as you come away from yeah. um, where the car dealerships are, we, we park on that. We parked on that little road on this day. We've walked past new barracks and I've said, do you know what, Molly, if you come today, I'll take you for McDonald's. And we went into McDonald's and she sat and she had a grown up McDonald's meal. We walked into the ground and bought her a drink, sat her down. She watched the first 15, 20 minutes and then went, daddy, I'm bored now. Can I get my iPad out? So she got her iPad out. Um, <laughs> she's sort of late six, early seven at the time. Literally within four weeks of doing that, it was, I don't need my iPad anymore. I'm not taking my bag. Really? She actually, yeah, wow. she actually takes the bag now and a notepad and she sits and writes the scores down as we go. And no so way. She'll, yeah, she'll tell herself a little story. I think we're going to do this today. And I think Liam Palmer, Michael Smith and Barry Bannon are going to score all the goals. Um you How cool is that? In the space of four weeks, that was the transformation. That's amazing. Yeah, and what a lovely was, thing. It was like that. 
it helps other things that have helped with with me is, is sharing those experiences that we've talked about those away days um mk dons on a saturday night we, we were lucky enough to get tickets and stay in the hotel yeah um, that's cool now that was a weekend away where we you know we just spent our time together she was at peterborough with me um so she'll remember oh, that wicked. yeah um, um, so, so those memories around the day itself—that that's how it started, and it just evolved from there. Um, so, you know, she she's fully invested now. She's already thinking about next season, um, and I, I catch her doing bits now that I don't notice. So she knows who Ronaldo is. She'll talk about Rainbow. Oh, really? She'll talk about, she, she, she's talking about Harry Kane at the moment, and I've never had a conversation with her about any of these things. But she's picking it up, whether that be in the playground, whether that be online. However, it is that she's doing it. She's doing it. So yeah, um, yeah. They're 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 just the memories. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So we've gone. We've gone. We've gone long. We've gone thirty-five minutes. Got a couple more questions. I just want to throw your way. If that's Sorry. all right. Yeah. 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 Your biggest heartache. What's the biggest disappointment? Not just being a Wednesday fan in itself, but what's the biggest <sighs> heartache you've ever experienced as a Wednesday fan? Uh, oh. Um. I mean, the obvious one is Hull, obviously. Um, and I think, I think there's no other, there's no other obvious ones really that that jump out. I think there's a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas. I mean, we were good enough that day anyway, were we? You know, it was. I always, I, I always felt it was just one game too far for us. Um, I mean, that, that, the, the two semi-final, the further the legs, just we were exceptional across the way. I'm lucky. In the second leg, um, yeah, I, I I think I could probably agonise over a lot more, but it's got to be Hull, and there, um, yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah, I can remember just quick story on the Hull one, very quick story. Um, we came out and we found a pub. Real Madrid were playing in the Champions League final that night. Yeah, and we, and we outnumbered the Hull fans in the ground, but afterwards, we'd gone into a pub. And the Wednesday fans took over the pub that the Hull fans were celebrating in. All good natured, but within half an yeah. hour of us getting in there, the Hull fans had just got promoted to the Premier League, which were singing Sheffield Wednesday songs. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> I've got videos on my phone of you know those those sort of moments. So you know, um, even though it was a big disappointment, and even though we had that heartache, I think there were at the time there was a feeling that we weren't a million miles away. Um, and there was that opportunity that we we, we were going to get up the next season, and we came close, so we thought we were going to yeah. get there. So it, 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 it was never quite right. I mean, if anything, in that second season, it was never quite right. If anything, I'd argue on another podcast at another time that success probably came a little bit too quickly for Carlos, and certainly for Chan Siri, because he then went chasing a dream, didn't he? Yeah, um, totally, that, totally. That's why we find ourselves where we are at the moment. So, but yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. Last one, and you don't know that this is coming. Oh, <clears throat> I want you to throw me your ultimate Sheffield Wednesday five aside team. Oh, it can be from here, any position. Give me your best. If you're gonna, you're, you're, you're putting out a five aside team to compete, who are your five players? Is it acceptable to have five Kevin Pressmans? <laughs> <laughs> Or if I've got two, I'll have one in goals and I'll have one up front. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, right, I'm having Kevin goals. Done. Thanks very much. See you later. Um, and this is in no particular order because 
my brain doesn't work that way. I've got to have Bannon. I've got to. And I've got to have my second favourite Wednesday player, favourite Wednesday player ever, is Hutch. Okay. Just, I just, he's a wonderful looking man anyway. <laughs> I, I just think the commitment, just, just whenever he was fit, coming back to Wednesday, just everything he put on on the pitch, for me, and, and of course, you know, we can always be cynical and we can look at, oh, God, you made the mistake in that Sunderland first leg and blah, blah, blah. But don't worry about that. Just he always gave 100%. And I think that's all you really want from a player, isn't it, really? And I think yeah. in five-a-side, he just wind the hell. He just wind people up, wouldn't he? And I just think that's brilliant. So I'd have, I'd have Bannon, Hutch, um, Kev. God, I've never done this. This is this is this is wonderful and really annoying at the same time. I think I'd have to go with. I can't get Des Walker out my head, but you don't need the pace. Like you don't need. You just don't need it. I tell you what, we'll have. Um, Kieran Lee. A, a fully fit Kieran Lee, mind. You know. And I think, I just think he'd be useful as well. Whatever Barry does, he'll do, and then vice versa. I could see them working together. And I'm going to have, going to have, how many have I got? Is that four? Four. You've got Pressman, Bannon, Lee, Hutch. Yeah, and I'm going to have to have, I, do you know what? Ridiculous. You, again, you don't need the height, but I'm going Big Dave. <laughs> I'm having you who up front, just doing it. I think I think I think he'll put people off. I think people will just be like, "Who is that?" It's five aside. We're not playing overhead height. What's the point? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to cause chaos. I'm going to cause absolute chaos. And then when we when we when we we're one all, we need a goal. We've got two minutes to go. We can see the buzzers going off. I'm going to swap him and Kev. Kev goes up front. Penalty two one. Thanks very much. Done. Quality. Quality. That's a, that's, a hell of a, that's a hell of a five-a-side team. <laughs> um, yeah. There is just, I know, a conscious of time, and I know, think, um, there is just one more thing I wanted to chat about, if that's all right. Oh, absolutely. Like, we talked earlier, and this is kind of like how we've linked up, really, mm. um, on Twitter and stuff like that, um, because it's, like, the whole well-being and mental health thing and just looking after ourselves and, and all that sort of stuff, so... You know, I, I'm not on Twitter personally. I'm through kind of a business I set up, Speakeasy Club, which which we've chatted about. And, um, you know, I, sport's my background. I've worked in sport for 13 years in national governing bodies, and I, I took a break. I had my challenges with depression and, and severe anxiety. And when I was when I was kind of signed off, there was this whole conversation on therapy about what are you missing? Like, what's that? Is there something? I mean, there's loads of stuff, but... This is, I'm paraphrasing. And it was the connection to something bigger than you. And I'm not, I'm not religious at all. Never have been, you know, never will be. But it's this connection to something bigger than you. And for me, that is Wednesday. And for me, it's this, like, like, and I did, you don't realise it at the time. And the boys used to take the mick out of me. I'd go in the rugby club for a pint after work and I'd be in full, like, I'd have this hoodie on, I'd have all the training kit on. I'd be buying T-shirts left, right and centre, you know, I, I was buying stupid like blankets and spending a fortune. 
then got this diagnosis around the depression. Why was I crying all the time? Why was I really, why couldn't I do anything? Why can't I concentrate? And I mentioned this to my therapist, like early on in the kind of diagnosis phase. And she went, right, it's a bit of a safety blanket, isn't it? I said, well, what, what do you mean? She went, well, how long have you supported this football team? So, well, you know, coming up sort of 28, 29 years. She went, oh, right. And is there a pattern of when you like feel particularly low or like really sad or you're really struggling? I went, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll walk around the house or I'll go out. I've always got training shorts on or hoodie or I'm buying loads of stuff in the club shop. Like Chancery loves me because I've just, <laughs> just paid a fortune. Right. That's your comfort blanket. That is what you do. This team, this club, this community is is basically what keeps you safe. And it's what it's what you enjoy and it's what you you really connect to for whatever reason. Get on to why do you connect and, and how was that connection and belonging and what have you. But it really helped me. It really, really, really helped me with the challenges and that sense of community. And that's I started my business on the back of it and it's about that shared stuff and 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 that's what's kind of got people into chatting to me as well locally is around Wednesday why Wednesday well I love going up the 40 foot just off the Harris Road right and having a pint in there before the game and you go in you go in I used to be on the cop you know I'll go I'll go in the the the, the north now you know and because I don't get it down here mm. I, if I was a Cardiff City fan different story but mm. Because I don't get that chatting to you today. That's why I was so nervous. It was because I get to talk about me and something I'm passionate about. And yeah. when I was going through my challenges, that was the best thing to put this hoodie on or um, or that blanket or, or training top or whatever. I felt safe. And that yeah. was, I think that's just really selfishly for me. It's a really important thing. I think, no, I, I understand totally where you're coming from. I think one of the things that um, sort of resonates with me is that we are coming out sort of as a, as, a, as a country as a, the world is coming out of one of the most challenging times that we've ever faced and to go to that point where we went into lockdown and you know you were stuck we were restricted in the things that we couldn't couldn't do um i'm very lucky that um and the, the story of me being involved in the podcast is definitely one for another time and it will be something that will come up and I, I can't wait to one day tell that story. But I think we've got um, our own little podcast story that'll come in here as well, a little side story. We'll come back to that. You know, we, we, we went into lockdown and whilst people were tearing their hair out and getting frustrated and really feeling it, I had a community of people around me, not just, not necessarily Sheffield Wednesday directly, but the guys that are involved in this podcast, you know, at the time, um, Dave, who um, um, unfortunately doesn't do the pod anymore. We've got Fudge. There was Ash, Simon, Ben, uh, Vic. You know, we, there was a core of us that would sit mm. for, for hours at a time and just chat. And, the, you know, the, the guys would be sending through graphics. And we did the, the, the lockdown lives and stuff like that. We ended up yeah. doing a couple of quizzes and so forth. Um, that got me through some really challenging times. And I don't mind admitting that because when everybody else was sort of twiddling the thumbs and getting frustrated. We had a community within a, within a community and it was born out of the fact that we were all, we all had that common interest and the common interest mm. is the football club that we follow every week. And I've, I've spoken about that, uh, you know, at length in terms of the things that I believe and I feel, um, you know, as we've said tonight already, I'm passionate about my football club because of what it offers me and what it gives me. Yeah. Um, 
is a conversation for another time about whether or not I actually want us to get into the Premier League and what that will look like. And, you know, it's the ultimate goal, but is it is it too sure. far in modern day football? You know, will it take away that that sort of that tribalism that we feel in terms of the journey of trying to get there? It becomes a yeah. different kind of when you get to that top table, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I totally 100% understand where you're coming from with that. Um, yeah, it's so important. This did the, the podcast you guys do as well. That was my at the time, it was always my outlet because I'm so far removed as well. It was like, oh my God, I get to sit here and listen to people talking about Wednesday for an hour and then just carry on, which is great. But we don't get it in the papers down here. We don't get it in the in the clubhouse and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's just very selfishly, I guess I wanted to take this opportunity just to say thank you to you and the guys for for doing it, but also that club and that sense of belonging is just, it's so much bigger than I think we, we all acknowledge sometimes. It can be so much more helpful. No, I appreciate that. Um, and I, I do, I appreciate what you've just said there. Thank you very much. Um, right, before we go, um, you've mentioned it tonight already. Um, the, the floor is yours. 30 seconds, one minute. Talk to me about Speakeasy Club. Tell, tell, tell the listeners, tell the people that are watching what you're all about, um, where we can find you on socials. Right, so one of the things I'm trying to practice is my elevator pitch. So, go. <laughs> uh, at Speakeasy Club One, um, just follow us. Basically, it's, a, it's, a, it's an online and in-person community. We, um, we do events. We create these environments that people can be curious. I think curiosity is such a, an undervalued and underappreciated thing. You've talked about Simon Sinek already tonight. Totally agree with you. He's amazing. Um, but we just try and normalise some of the tricky conversations. And I think it's important that we don't we don't shine a spotlight on everything that's hard. We sandwich it in between the fun stuff. And I think the more we learn about the fun stuff, the easier it is to learn about the harder stuff. So it's evolving. We're just over sort of a year old. Um, but there's a there's an online community, online clubhouse that I'm developing at the moment. It's going live in April. The huddle. 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 The huddle. Yeah. I know, oh, absolutely. Well, you might be getting a text very soon, actually, by the way, uh, as an early adopter, as they say. Um, so, yeah, just it's just a bit of fun and just ask questions with with no with no judgment. Brilliant, mate. One more time. What's the what's the Twitter handle? Uh, at Speakeasy Club One. Brilliant, mate. Uh, Sorry, si, forty nine minutes minus the edit <laughs> of the show before he goes. So we're twenty minutes long. Um, what you'll be doing is not when he realises how long this is. Um, I think it's been worthwhile. Um, my first foray hosting. Thank you so much for being my first guest, um, look, mate. Look and you've been brilliant. I'm not just saying this. Like, and all jokes aside, I know you were worried. I think it was really good fun. I really, really enjoyed it, and and I hope people enjoy listening to it as well, which I'm sure they will. Appreciate that, mate. Um, Top man. Yes, thank you very much. Hello, good evening, and uh, welcome to my Wednesday, which is a new initiative on the sh- uh, the. For fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that happened. Right, whoever it is, What's if it's Asher, if it's Dan, I'm going from thirty seconds because that was terrible. Sorry. Balls, ghoulies, chaps. Tackle, knackers, chaise long and armchairs, dangleberries.
Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones. Pebbles. Gonads. Plums. Family jewels. Brass clankers. The fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy. Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging brain. Twin bank robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair. It keeps them clean, it keeps them tidy, and it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners, Velata Testicular... It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered. By fans.